Hey guys, I'm here at DreamHack Dallas um, with the two special guests, uh, Kimberly and Gara. Tara? Not Gara, Gara from like, Naruto. All right, so it's I'm going to get judged for saying her name wrong twice. Um, this is my first time meeting them literally 30 seconds ago. Um, so if you guys want to introduce yourselves and say what you do and who you work for. Hi, my name is Kimberly. Um, I am the social media and marketing manager at Esports Stadium Arlington. I'm Dara, um, and I also work at Esports Stadium Arlington, um, and I do the finance and operations over there. So if you had to explain to people, like they were five, what your job entails, how would you best explain that? Okay. Um, <laughs> Well, uh, our team is like super small for um, as large of a venue as we are, but we're also very new. So a lot of my role has kind of evolved into more roles. Uh, originally, I was doing social media, just kind of doing like event coverage. My first event with Esports Stadium was ECS Season 6 Finals back in November, and that was their grand opening event. Um, and it has since become... Um, more than that, which I'm really grateful for because uh, a lot of what I'm doing here is what I'm studying in school. Uh, so I'm also still a full-time student at UT Arlington. Um, I do a lot of the marketing. Uh, so I come up with uh, the campaigns. Um, I uh, figure out like like where the, where the local communities are and um, how to reach them best and how to kind of create like promos and programs where uh, everybody can kind of come together and uh, figure out like where where they fit in the I guess the gaming sphere gotcha so on the reverse side as Kim is the um, front-facing um, with all the social media and promotions and things like that I'm more of the back end so I deal with all the finances uh, crunch all those numbers yes it's a little bit tedious but hey I like it and I like what I'm doing as far as that and as well um, as um, operations goes um, I also lead that um, make sure I make sure that our day-to-day -day business um, is operational and it runs smoothly um, so that way you know uh, esports stadium can eventually grow to not only in the DFW Metroplex but throughout the nation I also make a lot of memes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's the meme queen. <laughs> so with, like, D Texas becoming more of like an esports hub, especially Dallas, have you guys noticed uh, a larger growth within the audience that come out to esports stadium? Because usually, like, everyone knows, like, the video game capital is L.A., and you see a lot of moving there or um, stuff popping up from there in video games has have you noticed like a big resurgence or like collective come together within Dallas itself I mean honestly just seeing what has happened within the stadium I feel like it has been um, it's has exploded and is going to continue to rise within the DFW Metroplex especially since we have um, you know, newer companies coming to Texas. Um, I feel like, you know, within the next two, even three years, we'll have an influx of a lot of these um, gamers and um, things of that nature. Yeah. 
I think that in the past few years, even um, a lot of things that have happened in the DFW realm, as far as esports and gaming goes, has really put Texas on the map as far as esports. Um, when you think about esports, automatically you think about LA. Um, obviously, um, that's kind of where everyone's thought of for the past five years. But now there's so many organizations um, putting on great things. Um, in this metroplex and in the whole state of Texas. We've got Dallas Fuel, we've got um, Envy, and now Complexity did their whole rebrand. Um, as well as um, North America's largest dedicated esports stadium. <laughs> <laughs> um, with you guys being a stadium, which is slightly different than what you see most people do within esports, um, how do you guys feel about like organizations like Philly Fusion, they're supposed to be opening their own stadium. How does that, do you think like orgs going to open their own stadium will be like a competitor with you guys or will you guys look for like partnerships to like, hey, we will host your games out of our venue or has that something that you guys have already started doing? I think that um, like game specific Organizations that um, are starting to kind of pop up with new ventures, such as the Fusion up yeah. in Philadelphia. Um, I heard that they were also doing um, like other things outside of just uh, Overwatch. So um, that's kind of what uh, we're into as well. Um, we're not kind of just esports. Um, our venue is fit for a multitude of events from uh, watch parties to um, we have concert capabilities. There's there's just a bunch of things that uh, we're able to do. Um, we're so new that we haven't found those opportunities yet or they haven't been, um, I guess, they just haven't happened. Um, but I can definitely see a future where um, eSports Stadium is able to compete on a national level um, whenever things like that do pop up because I heard Philadelphia Fusion their their budget for a venue was I, I can't even remember but it was several millions and um, yeah it was like 50 million um, but I mean it looks great I think that um, perhaps on a national level um, it may be competitive but regionally um, we're still Texas, so um, any any uh, any events that want more land, more hospitality, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. So I have to ask, how did both of you get into gaming or esports? Uh, so I've always been, you know, <clears throat> um, dabbling with technology. I'm actually graduated um, as a software engineer. Funny enough, um, so I have been um, working in the technical world or the, um, well, how do you say it, programming world uh, for a while, but I started my first esports position at PvP Live as a data tech. Um, and then as I grew into the business, I ended up landing a job with um, Engage um, Esports, and from there we transitioned into Esports Stadium, but um, that's kind of been my journey over the past, I want to say, three years now. So, yeah. So, um, 
As far as gaming goes, I can remember back to when I was a kid um, playing on Game Boys, uh, Game Boy Advance SP specifically, playing uh, those Pokemon games. Um, I didn't actually get into PC gaming until about early college, which is actually really late for most people. I started playing League of Legends and then I fell into a... Um, a hole where I was living and breathing League of Legends so um, I actually went to uh, like a it was like a movie theater showing of Worlds uh, I think it was season five or six and um, I just saw the crowd um, at the venue at Worlds it was in Korea that year and I was just blown away at the production and um, like I was never really into traditional sports so being able to root for teams that I cared about for um, an eSport that I cared about was something that I had never experienced before. So um, from then on, I was really, really into the idea of eSports. Um, so uh, yeah, that's it. Have, are you originally from Texas? Yeah, I, I was born here. Okay, so how are you from here not really into traditional sports? I'm just curious. <laughs> Because I know that recently, I think it was March 10th, that you went to like your first basketball game, which is like the Mavs. And That's correct. I went to, okay, well, the only reason why I've been going to sporting events now is because uh, my boyfriend has uh, sport, sport connections. So uh, I've actually experienced every sport <laughs> that I'm able to go to live. Um, but I do enjoy it. Uh, I just never really got into it because my family is never into it. So it's kind of hard to pick, on, pick up on um, when you're growing up if your family wasn't, I guess, into it either. How does the, like, with you, I guess, discovering traditional sports, how does, like, the energy within, like, traditional sports stadium compared to, like, esports stadiums? Because a lot of people think that, like, gamers are boring and can be quiet but also be loud you know and obnoxious at times so how does that yeah. like vary uh so i mean it's it's similar energies like when your favorite team is winning like playoffs or grand finals or whatever for a big tournament um it's it's similar energies it's just a different crowd i guess because i know there's a difference i can't quite put my thumb on what it is but as far as esports goes, um, just feeling it's so okay. Sorry, backtracking. Um, so in sports, they're like arenas. There's a field. Um, sometimes they're outside if it's like baseball or whatever. But in esports, everyone's typically cramped in some sort of showroom. Uh, sometimes arena uh, for huge events like Worlds. Obviously, you'll have like Olympic-sized stadiums. Um, I haven't been there yet, so I can't comment. But um, it's it's different because I guess it really depends on where your interests and desires lie. Um, for me, I'm not a die-hard sports fan, but there are teams that I really enjoy in esports. So I think it really varies individually by person as far as how the room feels when everyone erupts in applause. Do you guys uh, remember your first game experience? Like what your first, because you said you played Pokemon 
do you know what, what was your first video game experience oh let me see I mean I think it was like for going back to duck hunt territory <laughs> but honestly I think that and Pokemon I, I would agree with that um, but I just remembered like uh, going to my cousin's house and um, you know he'd have the um, I think it was the original NES and so we'd, we'd play that with all all those different kinds of games from um, what was it like Duck Hunt <laughs> um, but yeah I think that was that was my first experience with games to be honest with you <laughs> So since you both have had like that first experience with like Pokemon and Duck Hunt, how do you guys feel about Pokemon Sleep? Oh boy, I heard about it. Pokemon Sleep. <laughs> what is Pokemon Sleep? <laughs> Can you fill me in? It's essentially the opposite of Pokemon Go. So instead of encouraging you to walk outside and capture Pokemon, it encourages you to go to sleep. I don't know in what, I haven't watched like the full... Is this a meme? No, is this, this is real? A, this is a serious thing. Okay. Like right now, because they announced that they're having a uh, Snorlax sleeping event where you can catch a sleeping Snorlax. I think in that. Go. I think the fact that this exists really, really reflects on the current state of us as a people. <laughs> <laughs> because maybe we do need to sleep. Maybe it takes Pokemon to help us sleep. <laughs> so, w will you be playing it? I will not because I have sleeping issues already, and I don't think Pokemon or anything will help me. <laughs> I wish something could. You never okay. know. <laughs> Pokemon, um, Pokemon sleep, like Pokemon go to bed. <laughs> they, that's what they actually should have called it. That would have been a lot better. Right. Um, so I know that you recently, Kimberly, you recently were traveling overseas. Did you like go to any PC cafes or any? special like arenas or anything while you were overseas yeah so i was actually in taipei um the day before uh what is it called no um it's like the summer split what was it called msi yes yes i was a. Uh, I was there a day before MSI, and I had a flight the morning it started, so I was not able to attend that, unfortunately. I would have loved to attend an international esports event. Um, that's something on my bucket list. But I was able to uh, visit Blizzard Arena in Taipei. Uh, unfortunately, they were closed for renovations, but I was able to get in and kind of get a quick look because they saw that I worked at esports. Luckily, woo. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was really cool. Um, I'd never been to a Blizzard venue before. I know there's one in California. So it was cool to see kind of um, how, it, how it all works in Taipei, even though it wasn't functioning or nothing was on, whatever. It was gotcha. so cool. So what esports are holding your guys' attention at the moment? Or that you're passionate about, I should say. Right now, CSGO. <laughs> Even though you know I'm, ter I'm terrible at first-person shooters, but like just just the hype around it, like 
is even at uh, ECS um, last year, it was just a really great experience to see like the audience and just um, everyone that viewed uh, tuned in uh, online as well. It's like overall, I think CSGO is like one of the top for me. I'm gonna have to agree with that. Um, I personally don't even play CS:GO, but after experiencing ECS, I I was just blown away at how fun it was to watch. Um, as someone who has never really had exposure to CS before, um, I I think it's a really fun esport to watch. Oh my God, a car just jumped the curb. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think um, Counter-Strike has had so long to just refine itself and find um, just the most talented casters and analysts to be able to give that experience to people who aren't familiar with the game. Yeah. So it's really cool to be able to understand it without having played it a lot. I think that's pretty important for people who... Um, maybe aren't familiar with gaming and they attend a CS event like that and suddenly they're very interested in CSGO. So watching it, do you ever get like the urge to play or it, like, does it come and then it immediately goes away? You're like, uh, nah, I'm good. I mean, yeah, uh, after watching it, I was like, wow, maybe I could do that. And then uh, I'd probably go and try it and then realize, well, I definitely can't do that. <laughs> I'm I'm bad at aiming. Um, I I get like anxious in games, so um, I make probably rash decisions, and no one would want me as a teammate. So um, yeah, this is why I work in the industry and not as a player. Um, I will never go pro at anything. Um, I'm not good at any of the games I enjoy either. So um, here I am working. <laughs> That sounds exactly like me. <laughs> um, so will you both be speaking on the uh, Women in Esports panel tonight? Yes. Yeah. What are, like, important topics that you want to, like, make sure that you go over and, like, that you plan on talking about that's, like, super important to you as an individual um, being a woman in esports? Well, definitely, I think um, inclusion really um, is a big um, topic, not only in for women in esports, but in general, um, you know, you just want to be able to make the esports scene inclusive to, you know, those that are endemic to gaming and then those that are not very familiar with it, right? So um, we want this to be community focused overall, so that way, you know, esports can essentially be the next traditional sport, right? So that's one of the main things. Yeah, I agree. Um, we're definitely going to touch on this topic more in our panel, but I feel like being able to encourage women to enter either the industry, the gaming community, or anything like that is super important. Um, obviously, there's always going to be people that disrespect the fact that someone's a girl and playing a game uh, for whatever reason, but I think that... Um, it has and it hasn't gotten a little bit better. Um, it's something that society as a whole still needs to work on. So that's why we're hosting this panel tonight to hopefully um, 
get some, put some attention on some issues and also open up the floor for people to um, talk with us and discuss. Um, we're really encouraging uh, discussion uh, for as short of a time that we have. Um, hopefully, uh, we're able to have some really good conversations with people. Um, if they ever had any questions about what it's like being a girl in the industry, um, we're actually very lucky to work in an environment where all the men in our office are are very very inclusive of us, and they treat us respectfully, and um, we feel completely a part of the team. So um, we're hoping that it's like that everywhere. Now, an important question that I ask mainly because I don't think a lot of men are asking it: um, What can we as men do to make the industry and environment and ecosystem of esports and gaming like not only safer but like making sure that we are including women and people of uh, different diversities like in the correct way and not doing it and it coming off as like I'm doing this because like hey there are no women on this panel let me throw one on but like actually inviting someone and saying hey we appreciate what you do and like we want to get your insight and things like that yeah, that's definitely, you know, um, one of the things, because um, at, at this day and age, you know, um, a lot of um, speech can be misconstrued, right? So um, just being aware of, um, you know, I, I don't know how to put it really, it's, it's more like, yeah, boundaries and making sure that... guess not necessarily um uh, can you help me on this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um making sure that there are boundaries um as to um i guess i'm actually just going to erase that um and i'm going to start on my answer <laughs> uh, i do not want to take that on because i don't know um I think that it's really important for um, people to invest in women because um, a lot of times you'll see a girl's name um, for probably a role that traditionally has been held by a, a guy um, and it sometimes it turns people off but I think that investing in people and seeing that girls are just as capable um, as as anyone else to do those roles, whether it's pro gaming or being a boss or anything like that. Uh, I think that there's a bunch of talented women out there who whose skills and talents aren't being utilized. Um, so I think that giving women a chance sometimes could probably pay off. And to add on to that, you know, just not not dividing it between men and women like looking at the person as just uh, a person with the capabilities to do things like you know um, back in the day there weren't many women in finance um, and or operations and now you see all these business women out here um, uh, being role models to future women uh, business women whether it's in finance or what have you you know that's essentially what we are trying to do um, right so being role models to those that 
don't feel like they can, um, don't think that they can um, be a part of a bigger role. Because I know for a fact, personally, I was very skeptical of a, a lot of things. Even when I was going to school as a software engineer, I always had that doubt, you know, oh, I'm not going to make a code as great as all these other guys in my class, right? But just putting that aside and having someone there to support you, um, whether it's an, another male, another female, what have you, that support system is definitely one of the biggest keys um, in, in inclusion and um, day-to-day life and gaming and <laughs> all that stuff. Also, I uh, wanted to add, I think it's really important to also listen to women, um, whether it's concerns, comments, or anything like that. Um, safety is a huge thing. Um, if, if people can't talk without getting criticized for it or not being believed for anything that they may say, um, I think that it really, really discourages people entering into communities like this so being able to have the power of speech and people listening um, is is something that anyone can work on gotcha so I'm gonna let you guys go but before I do is there any advice that you would like to give uh, women who want to get into esports or gaming or any advice for anyone who wants to get into esports and gaming well my life motto is think positive and you'll do positive. You know, if you have the right mindset to go into something, even though it's something that you've never done before, like my first podcast right now, (laughs) you know, um, I mean, all you can do is hope for the best so that way that that shows on um, your performance or um, your um, product, essentially. My advice is to just bust your ass and get yourself out there. Um, I worked two back-to-back unpaid internships to land a job in esports. I never actually even planned on getting a job uh, while in school. Um, So I think that just getting all those opportunities, taking advantage of them, and being able to capitalize is super important. Um, There's a lot of skills that I developed that I didn't want to pursue individually as a career. Um, I started taking photos, uh, but I didn't want to be a photographer. But photography is something that I do in my job right now, and it helps a lot. So um, just being able to grow yourself individually as a person, um, exploring your hobbies and interests, being able to develop all those things into malleable skills to have in the workforce, it can definitely make you more valuable than um, just someone with a blah resume, you know, so. Do you guys have any social media that you want to, like, give light to in case anyone have further questions or anything like that? If actually, you, you actually, I just purchased, <laughs> I just purchased a matching Instagram name to my Twitter <laughs> because someone wouldn't give it up without money. <laughs> Wow. So my Twitter handle is Kim Yeeha, uh, K-I-M-Y-E-E-Ha, H-A-W. <laughs> and Someone is clearly a fan of Little Nas X. <laughs> Actually, I just love Texas. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
It now is also the same for Instagram, so find me on both. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, and Facebook at um, Zartheona, which is X-A-R-T-H-I-O-N-A. All right, Dara, see, I got it right this time. Kimberly, thank you guys for being on and sitting down and speaking with me, especially when it's like last minute. So oh, yeah, I appreciate no that. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you guys.